Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast, the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid. We talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Hello and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Benton, and thank you so much for spending some time hanging out with me today and hopefully getting some information that you are going to put into action to help you achieve your goals. I always like to remind people that information is not enough. You cannot just store up all the facts and all the knowledge and feel really motivated and inspired and educated. You have to implement. You have to act. You have to make the hard choices and then make them again and again and again and again. You do not, however, need to be perfect. I've now lost over 140 pounds and I've never been perfect. I probably couldn't even count the number of perfect days on one hand. You have to be imperfectly consistent. You have to do a little bit every day to move in the direction of your goals. All of your little micro choices, the little things that you think don't make an impact, they do. They add up and they determine your direction forward or backwards. Today we're going to talk about a major barrier for many people's progress and that is stress. Not just emotional stress, but also physical stress. And I really want to point out Because so many people overlook this. They know they're stressed with work. They know they're stressed with life in general. But what they forget is that bad food choices create physical stress in the body. Your body is not intended to process high volumes of anything, especially processed food and the toxins in them, the chemicals in them, and the sugar right? So if you're thinking, oh, I have stress under control, or if you're just compartmentalizing stress to emotional mental stress, I want to make sure you understand that I am also talking about physical stress that happens in your body and you probably can't even feel it when you make really terrible food choices on a regular basis, the processed foods, the sugars, the things that you probably don't even realize are really terrible. Hint, they're really terrible. We are not designed to process those kinds of highly processed foods and the quantity of sugar that the standard American consumes. We weren't. It creates a stress response in the body every time we put a food past our lips that is either toxic or high sugar or filled with chemicals, right? When we pollute our body in that way, it creates stress in the body. And again, you might not feel it, but it is causing damage at the cellular level and the vascular level that you might not feel or recognize for years. 
for years. But your little choices always have an impact. There is no neutral choice. So many times we get into this place of convincing ourselves that, oh, just this one thing isn't going to hurt. And you know, that one thing isn't going to put 10 pounds on your body, just like it's not going to take 10 pounds off your body. But where you end up is a result of those little choices. There is no neutral choice. You are either helping your body function optimally or you are creating damage, whether you feel it or not. With that said, we're going to spend most of our time today talking about one of the primary stress hormones, cortisol, how it impacts fat loss, what happens when our stress response, again, from any kind of stress, emotional, mental, physical, is out of control, and what we can do from a practical implementation standpoint to make positive, gradual changes via lifestyle and diet. Now, I want to start with kind of a checklist, okay? Because many of us know, yeah, I'm stressed. No, I'm not stressed. But we maybe don't realize all the warning signs our body is giving us to say, no, no, this is actually a really serious problem. Because the problem that many of us have is we just kind of get used to the status quo is the way we're supposed to feel. I I read a note from one of my clients the other day in her document, and she was like, I feel so clear-headed and so energetic. And I know it's because of my food choices. And then we were texting later in the day and she said, I always thought I kind of felt pretty good. I didn't realize how much better I could feel. And that's kind of an issue with stress as well. It's just the way we assume things are. And we've operated that way for so long that we don't really know what it's like to not feel that way. So I want to go through a checklist and I'd love for you to kind of just make little tick marks here every time one of these symptoms applies to you. And that's going to give us a good sense of how serious stress is and elevated cortisol is in your body, your body only. OK, so I'm going to list off a bunch of things and just make a little check mark every time it relates to you. OK, these are all related to excess cortisol, cortisol being one of the primary stress hormones. All right, number one, belly fat or muffin top, uh, extra fat around the midsection, sugar cravings, high blood pressure, indigestion, the feeling that is often described as wired but tired. You're tired, but you can't unwind enough to sleep or relax. Feeling really sluggish or exhausted in the morning, anxiety or nervousness, Feeling kind of quick to anger or quick to frustration, a little bit on edge a lot of the time. Brain fog. High blood sugar. Pink or purple stretch marks, as opposed to stretch marks that are either, you know, clear or, or white that uh, are skin colored. So pink or purple stretch marks. Menstrual irregularities. Slow recovery after injury or illness. Here's the thing. If you have two or three or more of these symptoms, chances are really good that you have elevated cortisol levels, all right? And in order to get into fat burning mode and in order to protect your health, we have got to get that in check. Fortunately, that can be done through diet and lifestyle, okay? Because diet and lifestyle have the most significant impact on our hormones, Let's start with a reminder, just so everybody's kind of on the same page here, that fat loss is hormonal. It is your hormones that allow or disallow fat burning. 
So if you're out there thinking, I mean, I'm making good food choices, I'm eating the way you suggest, and I work out regularly, but I'm not seeing results, and if you happen to think that your overwhelming physical, mental, or emotional stress doesn't have anything to do with it, you're wrong. Stress is hormonal. Fat loss is hormonal. Stress has the most impact on your hormones, and your hormones are all a network. You cannot be chronically stressed without having it impact your metabolism and your ability to burn fat. Stress impacts insulin. It impacts cortisol. It impacts your thyroid hormones, which control metabolic rate. It impacts your sex hormones, which also play a role in fat loss, male or female, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone. They all play a role in fat loss. They all play a role in health, and they are all impacted with chronic stress. So it matters. Let's get to kind of some basics about cortisol that I think will really lay a good foundation of our understanding of how stress impacts fat burning and what we can do about it. So cortisol is a steroid hormone produced by the adrenal glands. Now, this this is what I want to make sure everybody understands. It belongs to a class of hormones known as glucocorticoids. And the reason I point that out is because of the prefix of that word, gluco, referring to glucose or sugar. Cortisol has an impact on blood sugar, being that it raises it. It raises your blood sugar irrespective of what you eat, okay? Remember that blood sugar drives insulin. Insulin is the master fat loss hormone. And the driver of cortisol? stress. So you see here, this is all related. It's all a network. And cortisol governs a lot of other things too, not just stress. It has a powerful impact on cravings and hunger, on your blood pressure, your ability to fall asleep and stay asleep, exercise performance, recovery, not just from fitness, but also recovery from illness, and much, much more. So in order to have balance and health and longevity and fat loss, right? Hormonal balance and health and longevity and fat loss. You need to control fat loss. This is important for everybody, whether fat loss is your goal or not. Cortisol is really, its role is to protect us. Our bodies are very, very efficient machines that are built for our survival, to keep us alive, to keep us safe and healthy no matter what happens. So one of cortisol's primary roles is to conserve energy and stop non-essential processes in times of extreme danger or stress, physical or emotional. Cortisol wants to make sure that in case of an emergency, all the resources in your body get where they need to go. Blood flows to your brain so you can think and make quick decisions, to your arms and legs so you can run if you need to escape danger. Metabolism and digestion are deprioritized in case of emergency, which is important because we want to make sure that the resources are going elsewhere for survival, right? Well, right, except for the fact that most of us now live in a state of chronic stress and cortisol is constantly letting the body know loud and clear that the metabolism, digestion, fat burning, those things are not priorities because something is wrong. And something is wrong. You're just not dealing with that something, right? And when you do... You go, when you deal with one stressor, you go and you find five more to sound the stress alarms again. Bad plan. Unless you want to be fat and sick, that's not the way to go about things. You are manufacturing stress in your life 
via poor food choices, too much sugar, too much processed foods, flipping out over losing your keys or getting angry in traffic, picking a fight with your spouse, getting upset over what other people do. You are manufacturing a stress response that impairs your health in countless ways. And women, hate to break it to you, you guys are much more prone to this stress manufacturing than men are. And now most people focus exclusively on the negative impacts of cortisol, but again, it's important to understand that cortisol is really there to keep us safe and When it's not constantly elevated, when we're not constantly jumping from one stressor to another, either because of the foods we're putting in our mouth at the end of the fork or because of all these emotional things that we let send us into a tizzy when really they're not that big of a deal, when cortisol is elevated acutely, short duration, right, not chronic, it can actually work for us and help keep us healthy and lean. Or, as is the case with many people, it, when chronically elevated, will work against us, accelerating fat storage, breaking down lean muscle mass, triggering hunger, suppressing the immune system, so much more. Cortisol is not to blame here if you are struggling with fat loss. Hear me, okay? Cortisol is not to blame here if you are struggling with fat loss. You are. You are to blame. I am to blame in my own life when I let my stress response get out of control. You're not resolving the cause of the stress, whether it's food or emotional stress. It doesn't matter. Physical stress or emotional stress. It doesn't matter. Maybe it is emotional. Maybe it isn't. Either way, that's the problem. Cortisol just wants to keep you healthy. The great news is, the empowering news is, much of what determines whether cortisol is working for us or against us is based on our diet and lifestyle choices. We have total and complete control here, okay? And before you argue, no, I don't have control, my life is super stressful, you don't understand, I counter, your life is what it is. You choose to respond in a way that generates stress. You control your perspective and your response and what you put in your mouth and your focus, even in less than ideal circumstances. And your health and your fitness and your longevity depend on your response. So if you don't have good stress management techniques, it's time to learn some. Your health depends on it. And just like insulin can work for or against us, right? I mean, we need insulin to elevate, to deliver fuel throughout our body, or we'd starve ourselves and trap all of our our fuel outside of the cells, right? Because insulin wouldn't be allowed to let it in there. That would be a problem. In excess, though, it sends fat storage into overdrive and prevents fat burning. Cortisol's the same way. It either works for us or against us, and we determine which state we are in. Because guys, our stress response was designed to protect us from danger and ensure our survival. We were designed to only withstand short bursts of stress, like being chased by a tiger. And our stress response was designed to trigger sensations of urgency and alarm while increasing blood flow and blood pressure to help us outrun whatever the danger was. But the standard American lifestyle of chronic prolonged stress a lot of it caused by our poor food choices, right, that we don't even necessarily feel, this leads to a hormonal and metabolic nightmare, even though those systems in our body are put in place to keep us healthy. Our body is always operating in a state of emergency. 
The presence of high cortisol levels signals to your body that that danger is imminent, right? In times of threat, your body certainly doesn't want to allow fat burning because you might need those energy reserves to combat the current threat. So your body wants to say, hey, no, 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 you don't understand. There's a crisis going on right now. So we need to hang on to that body fat because we don't really know what's happening. So we're certainly not going to burn through fuel that we might need. That is the alarm signal you are sending to your body when you allow yourself to be in a constant state of physical or emotional stress. It also suppresses your immune system because it encourages all your body's resources to be ready and available to fight this threat, right? When working as intended, cortisol is going to do a couple of things for you in this stress response. It's going to raise your blood sugar so that your muscles have fuel to help you escape and survive, right? It's going to increase your blood pressure so that you have full high octane circulation and it's going to help to control inflammation, all right? Now, there's a second hormone involved with the chronic stress, the ongoing stress, unfortunately, this state in many of our bodies. And this hormone is neuropeptide Y. It is released in response to chronic stress, ongoing stress. Neuropeptide Y decreases your overall metabolic rate. It increases the rate of fat storage. Think about, you know, if it was a time of war or something, the the country would be setting aside resources, making sure that everything is stored and saved because you don't know what's coming. And that's what happens in your body. All the resources are being put away and stored and saying, we've got to be prepared. So that's what neuropeptide Y does. It slows down the metabolism so that you don't burn through fat, right? It triggers hunger and cravings for high sugar and high fat foods so that you increase your fuel reserves. And this is a particularly dangerous situation when you consider some of the other effects of chronically elevated cortisol, which depletes serotonin, contributing to feelings of sadness and anxiety, and chronically elevated uh, cortisol blocks the messages sent by the hormone leptin, so your brain doesn't get the signals from your body that you've had enough to eat and you never feel full or you don't have those feelings of fullness as easily as readily. Cortisol also works differently depending on what other hormones are around. One situation that I talk about a lot that we absolutely want to avoid is high cortisol with high insulin. Now, if your cortisol is chronically high because of constant stress, then anytime you elevate insulin, you are maximizing fat storage because cortisol amplifies that fat storing ability of insulin. So insulin isn't always high unless you're always making bad food choices. If your cortisol is always high because of chronic stress, then you are walking into a dangerous situation anytime you elevate insulin, okay? Combining high insulin with high cortisol turns off fat burning, okay? And it turns fat storage on high, okay? So how do we create this environment where we can lower cortisol, and we're going to talk about implementation strategies kind of as we go throughout this episode. So we're going to we're going to hit on this again, but just really quickly because I know a lot of you might be thinking, "Oh my gosh, I need to do something here." Avoid processed foods. Avoid processed foods because number 1, 
If we're talking about processed foods, wheats, grains, all of that kind of stuff, that is going to elevate insulin. If you have chronically elevated cortisol, you really need to make sure that you are keeping insulin low, okay? The other thing is that these processed foods and these high sugar foods, remember that all carbohydrates are chains of sugars, they create a stress response in your body. So not only do they increase insulin, compounding fat storage and turning off fat burning, but they also elevate cortisol. So we really want to avoid them for both reasons. We also need to work on our stress response. And this is not about getting rid of all the things that we perceive as stressful, but rather working on stress management techniques. Maybe it's working on perspective and gratitude and realizing that the things that stress you out really aren't worth you freaking out about. They certainly aren't worth your health and they probably aren't worth your fat loss goals. But then also practicing things like deep breathing or yoga or meditation, getting more sleep simplifying your life, getting rid of things that don't need to be on your plate, not your dinner plate, but like in your schedule. What can you do to simplify? Those things are really going to help with this stress response. And then the other thing is about fitness. Some types of exercise elevate cortisol. Others, while they create a short stress response, they do not create that prolonged stress response. So If you have chronically high cortisol, the very best form of exercise is going to be anything that lowers cortisol. So restorative yoga, right? Tai Chi, things like that. Even just something really, really simple like stretching or foam rolling, okay? You definitely want to avoid the moderate to high intensity long duration, whether that's running or long bike rides or whatever. You don't want long duration, moderate intensity workouts. Those have a prolonged stress response. So the restorative is the best. The second best would be sort of high intensity, short duration, like high intensity interval training. But honestly, if you just want to nix the working out altogether while you work on stress, that's not a bad idea in so long as you're doing techniques like deep breathing, uh, gratitude, or meditation to help, okay? A few other things worth mentioning as they relate to managing cortisol. You've got to prioritize sleep. You've absolutely positively got to prioritize sleep. That really helps with your body's natural rhythm of cortisol. And don't go overboard with caffeine. Caffeine does elevate cortisol. I've talked before in previous episodes about a caffeine curfew. That's not a bad idea, and it's going to be different for different people. Okay? Managing cortisol is not just about you know, fat loss, but it certainly has a massive impact on the success or failure of your fat loss efforts. Remember that none of these hormones work in isolation. So if any of your metabolic hormones are out of whack, the entire communication is out of whack. And I've mentioned at the start that cortisol is produced and released by your adrenal glands. And I'm sure many of you have heard about adrenal fatigue or adrenal exhaustion. And this is a super common issue, especially for women and most commonly of women around the age of menopause. And I mentioned this in the menopausal issue last week, but after menses stops, right, after you're no longer having a monthly cycle, a monthly period, 
your adrenals take over production of the hormones that once were produced by your ovaries. So estrogen and progesterone in the ladies. Sure, they're produced in lesser amounts, but if your adrenals are totally shot because of excess stress, then you're going to experience much more significant menopausal symptoms and not just things like trouble sleep, trouble sleeping, trouble focusing, mood swings, depression, hot flashes, but also the weight gain and the trouble losing weight. So women who are really struggling with uncomfortable symptoms during menopause likely have suboptimal adrenal function primarily because of excess stress, because your stress response is out of control, okay? Not just the stress response, but also poor blood sugar management. That's going to be another factor there when your adrenals are not uh, efficient, okay? And your adrenal hormones are controlling mood, energy, well-being. So if they're not functioning optimally, then you're going to experience more cravings, more fatigue, headaches, trouble staying asleep or trouble falling asleep, okay? Your adrenals can also be overworked by physical stressors like food allergies or food sensitivities. If you are sensitive to gluten or dairy but continue to consume it, you are inflicting stress on your body and taxing the heck out of your adrenals because they have to work overtime to manage your stress response. Your adrenal health relies on blood sugar management and stress management. So this is powerfully important because it's going to impact your thyroid, weight management, and so much more. This is about avoiding processed foods, guys, and the wheats and the grains, okay? Getting enough sleep. Now, one of the other problems that I mentioned also the other day in the menopause issue, there's a lot of overlap here because chronic stress is such a common issue during menopause, But elevated cortisol, when we have this chronic stress response, it blocks your progesterone receptors. This is a problem no matter what age you are or what gender you are, okay? When you block those progesterone receptors, you cannot relax, you cannot calm yourself because progesterone is a hormone that helps to calm you down. Elevated cortisol blocks the receptors for that hormone that calms you down so you're overstressed, but you can't relax. That goes back to what we talked about with the checklist of that feeling of tired but wired. You're tired and you want to go to sleep, but you just can't calm yourself down. You can't make your brain stop. You know, you you lay in bed and you have that mind racing feeling. That's elevated cortisol, guys, more often than not. And you should be really getting used to seeing the recommendations because almost in every episode it comes down to the same thing, right? Stress management, the golden rules of carbs and fat loss, not drinking sugars, right? How are you doing with them though? Do you feel like you're putting them into place? You're putting them into action? Do you feel like you maybe you have a couple of them down pat, but you continue to struggle with one or two? Start to work on it. Come up with baby steps for adoption and begin to practice. Not only... Will it accelerate your progress towards your fat loss goals? But it will help you balance all of your other hormones. And like Sarah Gottfried says, she she wrote a couple of books that I'll link to on the show notes page about hormones and fat loss. Manage stress like your life depends on it because it does. Because it does. And I would be remiss to not mention the mental health angle of this. And I kind of touched on it a few minutes ago, but I want to hit it again. When you overproduce cortisol as a response to chronic stress, it leads to the depletion of your feel-good neurotransmitters, chemicals in your brain that make you feel happy. 
That's why many people who have high cortisol feel mildly or majorly depressed, or they feel like things that used to make them happy or excited just don't anymore. They kind of feel blah about life. That is a symptom of high cortisol. So again, guys, from a practical implementation strategy, watch the caffeine, practice stress management, simplify your life, follow the golden rules of carbs and fat loss, and work towards really reducing and then ultimately eliminating those processed foods and simple sugars. If you want more information on hormones, because there's a lot of hormones at play and we just brushed over a few of them in here, I have a super detailed hormone and fat loss ebook up on primalpotential.com under the work with me tab. And it really is relevant to both men and women. It goes through hormone by hormone, the role of that hormone in fat loss and specific diet and lifestyle strategies to bring it into balance. There's also a few great books on the topic that I'm going to link to in the show notes page, including The Hormone Cure by Dr. Sarah Godfrey, who I mentioned a minute ago. And I love one of my favorites that I've mentioned a million times here, Primal Body, Primal Mind by Nora Gadaugas. I love that book. It's a great one. All right, wrapping up with what I ate yesterday. Breakfast, you guys got to be bored by this by now. I had two cups of coffee. Each cup had uh, one tablespoon of MCT oil and one tablespoon of butter. Then I had some a pretty intense workout with some rowing and some power cleans and a bunch of other stuff. A few hours after my workout, I had three cups of raw cabbage that I mixed up with some mayo, apple cider vinegar, and mustard, kind of a modified but really, really simple coleslaw. And then I had... Um, Um, three chicken thighs that I had just baked with olive oil and salt and pepper. And then for dinner, I had about four, four to five ounces of steak with a caprese salad, tomatoes with um, mozzarella and basil. And then I had a couple, um, I had about a cup of Brussels sprouts with red peppers and garlic that was totally delicious. So I hope you guys enjoyed this recipe, this recipe, good Lord. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know stress is a major issue and I just want to emphasize if you feel like, oh, I just can't get rid of the stressors in my life, whether you can or whether you can't, what you can do is control your response and you can stop initiating stress with your food choices. So those are two powerful ways that you can take action. If I missed anything, if you have questions, if you have topic recommendations, make sure to get in touch with me. Get on the email list over at primalpotential.com that gives you direct access into my inbox and I want to know what you want to hear about and how I can help you reach your goals. So uh, in a couple more days, we'll have another Q&A episode. So I will see you then. Have a great week.